You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I believe the word of God as the full expression of the Godhead. Say it like you mean it. Whatever God is, that is his word. For he has magnified his word above his name. I believe God transforms. His word transforms me. I believe God is healing. His word heals me. I believe God is provision. His word provides for me. I believe God is protection. His word protects me. Whatever I believe God is, I believe his word shall perform in my life today. I can never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I speak as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. I declare in the name of Jesus that the Father be glorified through Jesus Christ, the living God. Amen. This morning I'm continuing, like I said, with Jesus' culture. Praise God. So I'm taking the part four. Part four. Now, God has given us gifts. And who are the gifts? Mm-hmm. Prophets. I know the moment somebody starts, you all now continue. So, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors who are teachers. Praise God. All right. So, God has given us these gifts. So that they would train us. Amen. They would teach us. Praise God. To live the Jesus culture on earth. Hallelujah. To cause us to mature. Amen. Alright. Let's take that scripture again. And then we will go into what we need to go through. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7, 7 to 16. Ephesians 4, 7 to 16. It says, I'm taking from the Message Bible. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Praise God. All right. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is giving his own gift. All right. The text for this is, he climbed the high mountain. He captured the enemy, seized the booty. He handed it all out in gifts to people. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, so there are so many gifts in you. Do you know that? What did he say? He did all that and handed it to what? Us. Amen. All right, so we are to bring out the gifts that is in you. Amen. 
everything that God by Christ has given you, he has given us as gifts to you to be able to bring them out. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue. Let's continue. He says, is it not true that the one who climbed up also climbed down, down to the valley of the earth? And the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up to the highest heaven. He handed out gifts above and below. Filled heaven with his gift. Filled earth with his gifts. And then he said he handed out gifts of apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor, teacher, not the pastors who are teachers, to train Christ's followers in what? Skilled what? Servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church, until we are all moving what? Rhythmically. You know how when you're playing a rhythm, everybody moves according to the word rhythm. All of us are supposed to be moving what? Rhythmically. So that you don't have to be out of tune. Oh, praise God. So as we have taken one step, you are now back. And taking your step. No, we all take it. Uh, so we say, boom. Boom. Okay. Boom. 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 So, the moment we say boom, everybody goes, not back. Alright, so, so it's, it has to be rhythmically. We all go together. Praise the Lord. Tell the next person, we all go together. And he said, and easily with each other. Somebody say the Jesus culture. Next. He said, efficient and graceful in response to God's son. And I love this. Fully what? Mature adults. Fully developed within and without. Fully developed within and without. Within and without. You see, if you are not developed within... It would definitely show without. Because the whole thing is in your spirit. Oh, hello. Everything is in your spirit. And if you are weak there, you'll be weak out. If you are strong there, you'll be strong out. Oh, praise God. So somebody say, don't so much dwell on the outside. Dwell on the side. No matter how beautiful you look, if you have an ugly spirit, you are ugly. You can wear the most expensive stuff and talk expensive. But nobody can relate with you. Because your spirit is not right. So somebody say, he is developing me within. Say it. 
and I will shine on the outside. Oh, hallelujah. He says, fully and alive like who? So he says, Christ was first developed with. That's what he wants to tell you. Any man you see, human being, I'm not talking about male man, that you admire, check their spirit first. Check their spirit. Check their spirit. Next, 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 next. I want all of us to read this one. Go. No prolonged word. No prolonged word. No prolonged word. So no prolonged infancies where? Among us. Look at the next person in the face and tell them. Tell them. No. Pro- Please. Tell them like you mean it. I didn't say give them an eye. Tell them. Please. Tell them like you mean it. Tell them. Good. Don't look into my face. Look into their face. So, you are five years and you are still wearing diapers. Aha. It is called what? Prolonged infancy. You still behave like a child. Everything you are crying. Ah. Everything you have to run to pastor. Ah. You see a cockroach in your room. Midnight, you call pastor. Hey, pastor, come and see cockroach. A war jackal. Prolonged infancy. You don't know how to eat meat. You are still drinking milk. You have to be coerced to come to church. Oh, yes. It's your turn to come and work. And clean the, your, your team leader will put it, even your team leader himself doesn't come. And you have to, oh Jesus. And talk, and talk. Come and clean the house of the Lord. It has become, oh no, prolonged what? Now you are free in liberty. You have the joy of the Lord within. We don't put fear in you. So you don't give. It's called prolonged infancy. Because if I bring a drama right now and I begin to speak certain words, and I say, I call the moon and the stars. That it will not shine your path. So that your business will go down because you didn't pay your tithe. You will run and come and pay. You are an infant. Listen, when you don't behave in liberty, you are not responsible. When you are giving your liberty, you choose what you want to do with it. And that makes you 
a matured person. It is only children that have to be bound to behave. So you put restrictions around them. Because they themselves don't know what is good and what is bad. Are you getting the point? So when they are sleeping, I go and take their phones. They don't have to uh, use their phones at this time. Are you getting the point? Yes. I tell them, you don't use WhatsApp because you, are not, you don't go to Facebook. You see, I, because they are children. They don't even know what to choose to read and what not to choose. Even when they read, how they interpret it or how they take it and how they use it. They can watch a Chinese film and see somebody climbing. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Jackie Chan, thank you. So they see Jackie Chan climbing something. They don't know it's a movie. For them, they see reality. So tomorrow, by the time you realize, they are climbing your house. They are infants. They are children. Are you getting the point? But you are matured. I am speaking about the Jesus culture. He says, we will not tolerate babes in the woods. Small children who are an easy mark for imposters. In other words, they can easily be deceived. Oh, Jesus. Easily. These days, Christians are easily deceived. Because most of us don't know. We are like babies. We are like babies. Please, read the next. He says what? God oh, like you mean it, say it. God wants us to grow up and to know what? The whole word, truth. And do what? Tell it in love. Oh, hallelujah. God wants us to do what? Grow up. Tell the next person, grow up. Listen, I, I don't get worried. And the reason why I don't get worried is because of what all of us have heard from our Sunday school. Till we got to know what the truth is. So we have lived in this for a long time. So if I get frustrated, I will frustrate you. So I believe the word of God. That the word of God transforms. And the word of God is powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. And so I know the word of God will get through to you. And will turn your life around. As a matter of fact, why am I a pastor? If I don't believe that the word of God changes people. So I know this thing will work. And very soon, we're going to have a new breed of believers. Oh, praise the Lord. Who walk in liberty but can never be tossed around because they know who they are in Christ. 
They serve God in liberty, yet you will see them like servants. Peter said, I am a bone slave. Paul said, I am a bone slave. In other words, I know I have my liberty, but I choose to be a slave for Jesus. Nobody is coercing me. Nobody is forcing me. But love has taken over me. Give me the next. Let's go to 15 and 16. He said, like Christ in everything. We should be like Christ in everything. Let's all read this. Go. We take our lead from... Where do we take our lead? Where do we take our lead? So, the pastors who are teachers, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, they actually take their lead from Christ and teach you as Christ will teach you. Oh, praise God. They don't teach anything that Christ will not have you to do. So, Christ is our what? Lead. Say, our lead. We take our lead from who is the source of everything we do. That is where the motivation is. Why are you serving your pastor? You are serving your pastor not because of your pastor, but because of Christ. Why are you giving in church? You are giving in church not because of your pastor, but because of Christ. Why? Because it is Christ who gave you your pastor. You see the motivation. He gave you your pastor as a gift. And because of your love for Christ, you respect the gift he has given you. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us. Nourishing us so that we will grow up healthily in God. Robust in love. Tough, rough in love. Oh, praise the Lord. How talk about love. Oh, hallelujah. So, how do we actualize this? How do we actualize this? Number one. We have to understand the word culture. The evangelism culture. The spirit culture. The time culture, the giving culture, the excellence culture, and the love culture. If you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 16, you will see these pillars right there. These are the culture of the believer. I'm going to go into all of them. One by one. Somebody say the word culture. Or say like you mean it. Evangelism. 
Say it like you mean it. Evangelism. Spirit. Time. Giving. Excellence. Love. Praise the Lord. How does it start? It begins with you. <laughs> Tell them that's because it begins with me. You see, where every individual soul begins to take this, these cultures personal and see it as the praxis for their life. Forget about the corporate body and concentrate on yourself. Before you see any culture thrive in a nation, in a tribe, in a place, in an organization, what it means is that every individual that walks into the organization begins to understand the culture of the organization. And they see it as their life. And they walk it. Praise God. Tell the next person, it begins with me. Tell them, forget about the next person. And concentrate on yourself. Now, when you leave the culture, Oh, say it. When you leave the culture, it will affect the next person. Oh, praise God. When everybody in Ghana is speaking a paper on the floor, very soon, Ghana will be clean. Oh, is that right? When everybody decides that we are building not on waterways and every family decides to do so, very soon, Ghana will have a wonderful housing system. Is that right? Is that right? And we'll have great, great homes and will not have any interference with floods and fire. Because every individual sees it as very important. So it always begins with the individual. Everybody is not doing it right. But I decide to do it right. It's a simple matter. Forget about, oh, they don't, they don't. It's okay. What about you? Oh, don't say, oh, okay, they are all doing that. That's why me too. Then there is a problem. Oh, are you here with me? Sometimes I hear people say, oh, pastor, me, I came, oh, I came, but they didn't come. So me too now. So now, who is influencing who? Good prevails over evil. Not the other way around. Praise God. Listen to me. If Christ is your lead, 
then Christ should be your inspirer because you have great reward. Oh, praise God. Living the Jesus culture comes with a great reward. Forget about whoever is not doing it the right way and you just go ahead and do what you got to do. Hello? It begins with you. What are the things to do? Number one, decide in advance what you want. Say decide in advance. It starts with a decision. Please, it starts with what? A decision. This is the Jesus culture. This is the life of the believer. Christ has so much for me. How do I receive everything he has for me? If this is the way to go, I have decided. Oh, praise God. Somebody say, I have decided. Decide in advance what you want. Have clarity of purpose. Clarity of purpose. These are my gifts. These are what God has graced me with. And because of what he has graced me with, according to the gifts that he has given, this is how I can play my part. Hallelujah. And so I have that clarity of purpose. As a matter of fact, when I was coming into the body of Christ, I knew that I was going to sing because of what I was doing in the world. It was so clear. But the point is, how do I do it? I have to do it with the culture I am now entering in. Simple. It must be done in the way that the kingdom wants it done. Say amen. Outline your assumptions. Do you know that there are so many assumptions in our hearts? But most of them are wrong assumptions. Oh, hello? So you outline your assumptions. Sometimes, <laughs> when you are a star, all right, so now everybody knows you, you are this, you are that, and they are calling you names. And, and then somebody who has been there tells you that, please, Take very good care of your finances and all of that. Because very soon, they will not patronize you like before. It looks very far. And it looks impossible. You feel that, oh, Charlie, you are going to day. Oh, that's for you, dear Charlie. You are going to every time. It's a wrong assumption. But very soon you will realize that it's only God who is forever hot. <laughs> it's not far-fetched at all. So, you see, so outline your assumptions. 
put them down. Just put them down. The next thing is that you question your assumption. Question your assumption. It will shock you that <laughs> as you get zealous for the Lord, he said, oh, pastors, preach the Jesus culture. I really understand this, and I want to do it God's way, the way God wants it done. As a New Testament believer, this is the way I want to do it. It will shock you that you have attacks from the next person that sits with you in church. Why are you choosing? Every time, what? Are you the only one who wants to work for God? So, so if you have an assumption that, oh, I'm going to have support from everybody. I'm sorry. Question that assumption. And ask yourself, if I have attacks from within, what do I do? Now, the moment you are able to answer some of those questions, you are already tough to go. And nothing will be able to bring you down. Oh, praise the Lord. Do you know that sometimes when you're going for a journey, you think that, oh, everything is going to be smooth. If, if you marry a lady, you marry, even before you marry them, in your mind, oh, this lady, dear, they don't have a fault. So, in your mind, oh, oh, hey, hey. The way she looks, ah, fault in everything. You know the way your mind can trick you? Because if you look at the person, say, ah, but which, like which fault? So if you are told that, oh, be careful, take your time, oh, you are worried about nothing. You know that thing. Oh, you don't worry. When he gets there, we'll cross. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Question your assumptions. And envision your future. Praise the Lord. Envision your. Envision your. I get that. I know that the Lord is calling me to higher ground. And as I work the works of the Lord, I know that very soon He will make me an apostle. Because of the grace I have, very soon I'll become a prophet. Very soon, I'll become that industrialist, that kingdom financier. Uh, are you getting the point? Yes, you envision the future. But don't go without outlining your assumptions and questioning your assumptions. So when I get there, no, somebody will give me money. I will do their business. So what about if they don't give me? 
from thy do. Are you getting the point? Make strategic plans. Do what? Tell the next person, make strategic plans. Oh, please, tell them like you mean it. Make strategic what? Listen to me. When you wait on the Holy Ghost, he will give you strategies. He will give you, I said, he will give you what? Strategies. Strategies. I'm telling you, he will give you strategies. He will give you strategies. The Holy Ghost will supply you with powerful strategies. I, I can guarantee you that. And write them down. 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 Because very soon, you will get there and you will see that this thing will work. And sometimes when the Holy Ghost gives you strategic plans, they are weird. They are mostly against the norm. Say the norm. Yeah. You see, there are normal processes. And sometimes, and most times, when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, he speaks to you, and it is against the norm. That is why you must understand the Jesus culture. It doesn't flow with the norm. Yes. You will find certain things in unlikely places. And strange places. Yeah, strange places. You go get a land. Somebody says, okay, this land is $60,000. You don't get the money. And then the Holy Ghost tells you, go and tell the person that you are going to give them $20,000 down. You finish building. And then when you finish, you start paying them. Oh, tell me now. Eh? It makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And I've worked with the Lord in, I mean, and sometimes I ask him, but how do you do it? Because he knows the heart of all men. And all things belong to him. And when he is your lead, and you listen to him, you will get it right. You know his name. He's called the Spirit of Truth. He never lies. Willingly. He never lies. Never. So now you go and you talk to the person, and the person starts speaking. Ah, but say, what are you saying? And then he gives you an example. If I have a caravan, and I say that, come, I'm renting the caravan for like maybe, let's say, 100,000 Ghana cities. And then you come and tell me that you give me 10,000 cities for me to give you the caravan. You are going to use the caravan. When you finish, 
Then, then I was looking at the face of the man. And he was also looking at my face. I said, but the Lord gave you a strategy. If you don't believe what he has told you, you walk away. The point is that when he gave you the strategy, you didn't even believe in the first place. And that's why you easily walk. But if you believe, if listen, if you understand what I'm teaching you, you will go to certain heights, you would ask yourself, how did I get there? From today, just understand that how God works with you is very different from the unbeliever. It's, it's so different. If you want to be worldly, go and be worldly. Don't feel free. There's no prohibition. No. The liberty is there. But if you want to be in Christ, follow his lead. He will lead you right. So, look at his face, and then he turns around all of a sudden and says, you will think about it. I'm traveling. Give me 10 days. When I come back, then we can talk. And it was good. Because the $20,000 I even thought I didn't have. <laughs> so if, <laughs> if he said, okay, you give me the $20,000 and let's start the business, that would have been true. <laughs> but the point is that you believe that if God told you to go and say that, he has already made provision for the money. You don't have it in your hands. I told you it begins in your spirit. You have it in your spirit. And so far as it is in your, it is in your spirit, it will land in your hands. He has already prepared a vessel to give you the money. Somebody say the Jesus culture. It's if you want to live like an unbeliever, don't, that's why you are called what? A believer. That's, that's your name. You are a believer. So he said, do not be unequally yoked with what? Unbelievers. Then in the 15, he says, because one is a believer, the other is an unbeliever. They work by the rudiments of the word of the world. You work by the rudiments of the word. Are you here with me? I said they work by the rudiments of the world. You work by the rudiments of the word. the word. Say of the word. And that's why we're going to start with the word culture. 
Because, listen, if you don't have an understanding to the word, you can't relive the Jesus culture. It all begins with the word. Somebody say the word. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say the word. Say it like you mean it. Say the word. Say the word. And if you are not excited by the word, you are not a believer. Did you hear what I said? Do you know what gave birth to you? What gave birth to you? Good. Uh-huh. If the word gave birth to you, and you are not excited by the word, then you are not a believer. It means you have not been born. Everybody who has been born by the word, when they hear the word, there's a connection. Because that is what cuts your cord. What are you talking about? That it is time to hear the word. And, and, and for you, that's the boring time. No, no. Then there's trouble. Oh, you hear a revelation and your spirit got, doesn't get ignited. There's something. As a matter of fact, when you see a man born by the word, they run towards the word. They sit at the edge of their seat. They want to hear the next revelation. They want to hear the next secret God has for them. Every time their hearts are panting after the word. If the enemy is dulling your understanding and love for the word, check it. And that is why coming to church is necessary. I said it is what? It is what? Necessary. Because if you don't continually, consistently, and make it a constant, that you will come every time to be trained in the word, you cannot live a skillful life in the word. And very soon, the world will deceive you. It is going to get to a point, you don't even, and you will not even believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. I'm telling you. That is how people fall out of their faith. But it's not because the Lord himself has cast them out. He doesn't cast out. He says, when I give you eternal life, I'll never take it away from you. But the point is, you listen to more of weeds than the word. Yes. 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 
you, you, you want to run after the word. The word becomes your uncle. It becomes your, 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 this thing, your drug for BP. Oh, yes. When your heart is beating fast and you hear the word, you are relaxed. Praise God. You hear those drug peddlers when they are in the bus. And they are calling that one drug. Can heal over how many sicknesses and diseases? Uh, and you ask yourself, why? Is this is the day you must call it the magic drug. But listen to <laughs> somebody say multi-purpose drug. But 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 that is how the word of God works for the believer. The word of God is like the magic drug. It works in every area. From your spiritual to the physical, to the material, to the finance, to the econo economical, to every part, to health, every part of your life. The word works. Oh, praise God. The word. The word. The word culture. The word culture. The word culture. The word culture. Second Timothy 3.16 says, let's all read it. Go. The whole word was given to us by inspiration from God. And is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do. Oh, praise the Lord. What is culture? It is a way. So what now strikes out your culture? The word. The word. No. The word teaches us what is true. And make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It strengthens us out. And helps us to do what is right. The word strengthens you. The word strengthens you. The word does not make you weak. The word does not make you a fool. The word does not make you dull. The word does not make you lazy. The word does not make you sick. The word is a strengthener. I said the word is a strengthener. And it straightens you up. And helps you to do what is right. Oh Jesus. The word of the word. Somebody say the word. Say the word. Say the word culture. Tell them I need to believe in the word. And tell them I can change my world. Tell them I need to believe in the word. And I can change my world. The world is coming to its knees because of you. 
I said the world is coming to its knees because of you. It's coming to its knees. It's coming to its knees. We capture our world by the word. We break records and set new ones by the word. It is a belief system. And when it works in your spirit and you begin to live it, it radiates everywhere you go. People may not stand it, but very soon, they can't ignore you. I said, people may not stand it, but very soon, they can't ignore you. Because the word overpowers anything it meets. It is that word that overcame the grave. If death cannot hold the word and cannot contain the word, then I don't know what can contain the word. It bulldozes its way over everything that tries to stand in his way. He says, my counsel shall stand. The word comes. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.